And now for something completely different. Four, three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no galaxy. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 179. We are your host, Phil and Darren. Today is Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. Like I say, welcome to everyone out there. Um, Darren, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, my memory isn't what it used to be. No, it has nothing to do with that. I came in, the doc wasn't uh-huh. updated except for one thing, the nope. date. Why didn't you and do then, the rest? And then this, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. So it is 179. Uh, good to see you, Phil. Good to see you, Violent. And, Hi. Uh, yeah. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Yeah. Speaking happy of guests. Wednesday. Speaking of guests. Yeah. Violent. The much blue. How are you doing, Violent? With the very blue. I'm great. Doing great. It's beautiful here in Vancouver. Yes. My hair is blue. Violent, and... let's talk about the weather a little bit. This is always one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Phil, what's the weather like there? Um, it's hot. It's not yeah. as bad as it. It's not. It's not as bad as it's been. It's you know it's August, end of August, so it's start. It's 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 on the decline. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It's getting a little cooler. How's it up there, Violent? It's gorgeous. We've had all these days in like high 70s, mid 80s, lots of sunshine, a little bit of rain here or there, which basically just saves me from going out and watering the garden myself. Yeah, take so less showers. Been, oh, it's just been beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's in the low uh, 70s here. Beautiful, sunshiny day. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm feeling it, definitely. Anyway, it is uh, happy summer. The summer is coming to an end slowly you know my daughter starts school next week which is scary the summer's over yeah mine too yeah and so um anyway it's it's been an awesome summer obviously the summer for well for phil and i it's been a summer of like um waiting for mech warrior 5 <laughs> that's what this summer felt like <laughs> only for you man only yeah, for only you only for nobody us. else yeah 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 but um anyway i hope you're all having a great summer out there wherever you are whatever your weather's like if it's hot enjoy it if it's cold enjoy it uh just enjoy your life and i hope you're all doing well phil why don't you launch us into this thing yeah i just want to say again uh welcome to everyone out there um so we talked about a few things uh you asked me uh what i had coming up i had some races this past weekend uh up in west virginia um up in the up in the mountains if you will um so yeah that happened um i sort of hurt yourself no no injuries uh just uh mental scarring no i actually uh i had a (laughs) uh, place did you come in uh well i had a really bad race on saturday it was the long Mm. distance um (laughs) race we had it was like 13 miles i think it was 38 obstacles and i think it was around three thousand feet of elevation and um you know i've been staying up late and so i couldn't sleep on friday night and so you know we had to get up at 5.30, so I was already up, and then we uh, ate a light, very light breakfast, and then, you know, the race is at 8 o'clock, and so um, I was I was okay-ish until about mile 9, and it was like a wall. I just hit a wall. There was no oh. coming back from it, so... See, I would be okay yeah. until like um, 10 seconds after the starting line, and then I would hit a wall. Yeah, and I'd be like, "Who put this fucking wall right in front of no, the starting line?" It's, uh, no, it's 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 one of those things where like I'm I don't I'm not beating myself up, but I definitely, yeah. I my performance that day was not indicative of where I am as far we as believe like, you, you know. And then so, anyways, I I slept. I literally passed out. So you know, if you're ever at like a 
race venue and stuff, the speakers are going, there's commentating, there's music, there's people everywhere. And there's a bunch of people I know. I literally just passed out like for an hour in, you know, the sun's out. I just passed out. uh, Yeah. Got a good, good dinner, a good, good eight hours of rest. And then Sunday was a lot better on the two races. So, um, yeah. But, uh, Violent, you ever going to do a Spartan race? No, it's really challenging. Probably the closest I ever came was my husband, Mr. Blue, who did Ironman Canada. And he did it during the hottest Ironman Canada in, in history. It went up over 40 degrees, which is like 100, and, I don't mm-hmm. know, 100,000 in American. Yeah. So it was really, really hot. And he, it, it was quite an experience, like going through the process of training with him and you know, he, because he'd never done triathlon before. And so he just decided this is something, it was on his bucket list, but it was a lot of training. And then the day of the race, so as you know, Sean, like it's so unpredictable because, um, the, you know, you might not sleep, your your body, like uh, Mr. Blue couldn't get food down for yep. after he went out on the swim. Um, you know, it can be all sorts of things can happen. You, your body might not actually be absorbing the nutrition it needs to keep it going during the race. So it's it's a, there are a lot of different factors. It's very challenging. So I'm I'm support crew, right? Yeah. I'm I'm car bunny, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, that support is fascinating. Important. Every yeah, it yeah, it's it's actually just as important as everything else. Like I've I've watched uh, a bunch of like hundred milers milers, and then a lot of the Ironman. I follow one guy in particular. He's a Canadian and. Um, Lionel um, Sanders, he's amazing, but uh, he just qualified for Kona, which is the like the yeah. big, big, like that's where everybody yeah. wants to go. That's, that's the championship. Like the end all be all. Which is crazy well, because it's like super hot and humid there too. Like, so the conditions are pretty miserable. Extreme. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like Canadians have a little bit of an advantage. Uh, moose are mean, and so they get a lot of practice running from... All right, I'm Dude, just going to finish that. You, you want to talk about like one of the most crazy thing is watching a moose run through about six feet tall of snow oh yeah it doesn't even slow down <laughs> no. is it funny no like, matter what if we have a canadian on we always end up talking about meese moose moose Mooses? you know maple syrup something yeah. i don't know ma- no, ma- be, you know our My, national uh, mascot is the beaver you know because yes. you know oh canada well you know kudos to your husband for doing one uh, like that's yeah. one thing like i've been doing spartan race for like three years and i'm, I'm thinking about next year I was going to be doing some like mini triathlon stuff because I want to see, yeah. do I like the swim, bike, run? There's also biathlons where you just bike and run. and But to swim two miles, bike a hundred and what is it, 10, and then run a marathon. Like yeah. even if you're not competing, even if you're just out there just to finish, like mother of God, like that is just, that is a test of like, I like the endurance races that are in vehicles better, personally. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's your style. Yes. Yeah. No, actually, I love those endurance racing, but yeah, it's that's hard stuff you're doing, man. It's inspiring. Like, sure. It me. is inspiring. I Absolutely, think one of, the, man. one of the coolest things for me about Ironman is that it is a sport where um, there are a lot of there are different body types that tend to be quite good, like running. If you're like lean and you've got those, you know, great legs uh, that you know, the, that's fantastic for swimming. Um, if you have that really great upper body strength for biking, lower body strength. So a lot of these, like these three different, um, sports really have their own sort of niche body type, uh, training type. So when you're training for all three of them, that's a huge challenge. And that's, I think that's part of the appeal of, of Ironman. 
We had you know a, what, uh, what the what you need for racing in a vehicle? A big fat ass to sit on the seat in your yeah. vehicle. That's big all drink. you need. We had like big <laughs> drink. We had like a two hundred meter swim actually this this year, and that, that you did. Yeah, during the race, yeah. and so like um, the thing. How's your how's your swimming? Well, it's fine, but when you're having because they it's mandatory to wear a, a life vest because I mean you, you could drown. I mean, and they have safety, but I mean. You could still That's drown. Hard to swim in a life vest, right? And like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then you're wearing shoes too, right? So if you, if you never swim in shoes, that's a little bit different. But uh, my anyways. daughter, my older daughter's running in her first 15k. I think this coming weekend in Portland. I'm super proud of her. She's just oh, she totally her. took to running, and she's she does it every day. And um, you know, and she doesn't have the body that's made for it. You know, a really thin body or whatever. So, uh, you know, I I find even though i don't feel like i could do it it's not my thing i'm definitely inspired by people who push the limits and do things that are difficult and but and you know get through it i don't think the the physical aspect i think is like now this may say it's mental cliche. right it's 100 yeah. it's, it's yeah, yeah. like 90 percent mental because like you, i'll see people and even myself like you'll just have a bad day where i'm physically capable of doing something it's just mentally you checked out or something or um, like you said, the weather's too hot, humid or your heart rate's uh, too high. You didn't hydrate enough or you don't have enough. There's so many things. So like I, th- I think the whole runner's body that's yeah. If you're talking about like at the top end of like whatever, like you're competing for like a marathon. Sure. There's a body type, but just just to say like a, a runner's body i just i don't know if that's a that's a thing so speaking of body types let's uh get into mwo and video games because <laughs> yeah that's more my body type um <laughs> phil you want to do the support blurb? yeah uh, of course support for this podcast is brought to you guys by you our viewers our patrons our subs if you guys would like to help support the podcast consider becoming a sub our uh, patreon um, and of course, uh, you can check out all of that information down below in the description or just click on that sub button above for some access to awesome emotes and some other attributes as well. But uh, yeah, as you yeah. guys already know, our guest is uh, Violent Blue Mech. Violent, how are you? And of course, uh, how, are th- how have things been? I'm great. Things have been good. I mean, I, occasionally things are, I mean, I, in all honesty, life. If life, life is up and down now. Life is so... But for the most part, I think my outlook is pretty positive, so that definitely helps. Um, I'm not necessarily wired for everything to be positive, so I have to put a little extra effort in here and there. But I think that's a good thing because I've kind of had to learn that. I don't think any streamer we've really gotten to know is wired to be always positive. Well, what about person? Doesn't it have to be streamer, right? Like, well, we're just—I'm saying because well, we're know, profiling know, but streamers. Like, but even if you were to no, like, I know some people, dude. I know some people that are just like you. Can't. We believe you, man. We know you have friends. <laughs> I, I know people that know people that know people, know that just are positive all the time. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on here? You know, like. Um, but anyway, my mother-in-law. That's yeah. uh yeah. No, There's I'm dead nothing, serious. No, it I know is, they they exist. It, it catches you by surprise, but I and mean, I usually go, "Are you religious?" That's my first question. But yeah. uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying there just tends to be a trend. But uh, the last time we saw you, Violent Blue, was uh, yeah. at that shirt that you're wearing right there. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh no, this is this is the 20th. That was the last. That was a year previously. Yeah. But I was saying Metcon. Uh, so it's been a few yeah. months. It was December. We got yeah. to hang out with you in person, which was awesome. That uh, was really cool. Got to drive around with you a little bit, talk. And um, yeah, so it was, it's, it's been a while since we've seen you. Hope to see you again 
this in year, December, depending yeah. on what's happening. We don't know. Fingers Not, crossed. Yeah, we've all got our fingers Hashtag crossed. Hashtag MechCon. Hashtag win yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, Violent Blue Mech, everybody knows who she is around here. Um, but if you want to catch her out, you can see her on Twitch TV uh, or twitch.tv at Violent Blue Mech and Twitter at Violent Blue Mech. Um, so easy to find and definitely an enjoyable uh, stream to watch. She's a great um, member you. of the community, very positive all the time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, but no, you know, one thing that uh, Phil and I noticed right away when you did appear in the community is that you were another streamer that we liked because of your attitude. And it's not about, say, you know, never saying anything bad about a game or, or, yep. or our game or anything like that. It's just more of a, an attitude towards life, towards people, how you interact with your stream. Um, we immediately recognized uh, a kindred spirit and somebody that we knew we were going to appreciate and that we were hoping would stick around in the community. So thank you for sticking around. Oh, cool. That's awesome to hear. That's that's really exactly what I want to hear is, I mean, the really the first few things that happened when I started my stream were about people saying to me, you know, I came in here, I wasn't feeling so great today. I feel a little bit better now. And that to me, like that was got that got me hooked. That was the big thing. Awesome. Yeah, so thank you. Good to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to you quite a bit. Um, it's funny. Uh, I felt bad because, like, I'd actually, I think, saw you the previous MetCon, but I actually didn't know who you were. I sent you that photo Most too. She, she was, she was a nobody back then. No, I no. Was. I sent her a photo. Was, oh, was it Mech last player. week? I found, I found that photo and I sent it to you. It was because yeah, we had Me right. there was actual official MetCon stuff, and I was going through the video. I was like, holy crap! There's blue right there. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I sent her the the um, the photo, but. Um, yeah, what strikes me, and I wanted to ask, uh, of course, what got you into streaming, I I think is an important question to start, but then also, what got you into, but why do you stream? And I think those are two important questions for you in particular. Yeah. Um, um, actually, I'm, I, I apologize for this, um, but and you can answer Phil's question, but I think if you can, if you don't mind, segue into answering his question by first answering who you are like explain to us to the viewers to the listeners who aren't going sure. to that don't know you like we just expressed you know our knowledge of you our experiences with you but for somebody who's listening to this doesn't know who you are can you give just a brief you know two minutes of who you are and then uh you can answer phil's question about sure. how you got into streaming yeah my pleasure um so hi if you haven't heard of me before i'm violent blue i played back warrior for about six years and i my background is actually finance i'm actually a certified financial planner uh, but i sold my business a few years ago so um so yeah that's kind of a phase of my life that i think is in the past and i uh, got involved with MechWarrior. I was watching somebody play it. And I said, hey, that looks way better than um, the Candy Crush that I'm playing. So could I try it? And just kind of got, got involved in the game. Uh, but I've just really enjoyed it. The biggest thing for me has always been community. It started out um, like back six years ago when I started playing. I got involved in this unit. I was actually the Merrick's. Um, was my first unit in general. And then within the Merricks, uh, we had a, a special unit called uh, VOTF or Vengeance of the Fallen. And VOTF was uh, run by a guy named Zertam. Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> yeah. From EVE Online, Vengeance of the Fallen? Yeah. Wow. So they were, I was so they in were Vengeance of the Fallen were in you EVE really? Online. Yeah, do back you remember in Zertam? 2003. I feel like I do. Like yeah. that name, now that was 2003 to 2000 five-ish or something like that for me that yeah. was a long time ago but i was in that freaking unit that is so weird yeah 
so so I got involved in that unit and that was so so the two things were the game and the community and so Zertam was the one like I you know I was like oh I'm gonna go try out this little mech I got myself a little cicada 3m I was running around in that good choice yeah, it's awesome. And Zertam basically, yeah, I did. I did the whole Goldilocks thing. This one's too little. This one's too big. I really suck in that one. Ooh, this is just fine. I'm adequate. So that was how I chose my first mech. And Zertam was the one who said to me, um, "Hey, Blue, like uh, he was, he was, he was an older guy. He was like kind of salty. He's like, all right, Blue, we gotta get you out of that pissant little mech and into a bigger mech. And so um, he got me into the cataphract the Ilya Miramets that was my second mech and I still love it to this day it's actually named Zertam if you ever watch me play I take it out I call it like Zertam the hole puncher because that's what it does and uh, Zertam unfortunately passed away a few years ago and so yeah he was just like he was it's this is sort of like the online world where people become a part of your life Mm -hmm. and you've never actually met them and they're near and dear to you crazy and still to this day, like he hasn't been around for a few years, but I think about him all the time. Well, I was so, going to say, say hello for me, but uh, hello. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. You know, it's like, um, you know, what is it, that game, Six Degrees of Kevin Separation. Bacon? Separation, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Kevin Bacon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think that is the unit and the guy that I played EVE Online with so long Wouldn't ago. Wouldn't be surprised. They'd been around for a while. They, they did other games. And um, yeah, they were great to play with. That's so crazy. I played with so them. Yep. Are you saying you literally went from Candy Crush to MWO? There was no like transitioning from a no. mobile game to PC? No. no, there was no transition. I had played, um, I think I had like Baldur's Gate on my laptop years previous. I played Dragon Age. I never played anything like this. I never played like WoW or Meow or any of, any of the games. I just, I saw this game and I was like, this is beautiful. And again it was the community like i started interacting and it was just people were so cool and you hear all of one of the things about beckware people come into it and like you can find salt if you go looking on the internet for it but if you play mech warrior it's just you just play and people are cool and they're like hey um i was in there last night just playing on my own getting a, you know in some little games with no stream and nobody watching and they're just people you know they don't know me and they're just like hey how you doing hey let's go over here and you know watch my back and i'll take care you know it's just such a great game um I mean, I have to make a comment about being a female in Beck Warrior because we're a very small percentage. I believe the only statistic I've been able to find says that we're around maybe 3%. I think it's higher than that now. But when I last looked a couple of years ago, that was it. And I walked into this game and there was no, there was, it didn't, just didn't matter, right? It really just didn't matter. And that was exactly how I wanted it. People treat me really, really well. Um with, you know, maybe a couple of exceptions that I can count on my three toes. Oh, um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just great that way. I love it. So we got super lucky that you landed in our community. I mean, you could have been snapped up by any freaking game out there. Um, it's possible. Yeah, it is possible. So uh, so thank you for that. And I, you know, and I and I get what you're saying. I've been, you know, I've been playing video games since, uh, as I always say, since Pong came out. Um, and I've been in a lot of communities. There's a lot of games that I played for many years. Um, and you're right, damn it. We have one of the best communities out there. Um, you know, and you've been a huge part of that and, and, um, continuing to encourage positivity and, and having fun with each other. And you're right. You know, sometimes I will just go in there and I'll drop uh, without a stream or whatever. And, 
You know, you can always find bad anywhere in every cross section of people in yep. real life or in online, whatever. Um, but I find the ratio in, in uh, MechWarrior Online and, and BattleTech and, and this community is just wonderful. And as far as females go, um, it's a super good point. And, and there are some, uh, there's some that fly under the cover. So there's some that don't talk on comms. There are. And I, and I know many me, of yeah. them. Um, but what I, you, you mentioned you're going to TwitchCon. Yeah. One of the things, I went to the first TwitchCon. Um, and one of the things that really surprised me and made me really happy was the amount of girls at TwitchCon. Like mm -hmm. when I was younger and, and more exposed maybe to the video game community, the ratio was, you know, overwhelmingly uh, boys and men. And right. so, you know, having two daughters and, um, you know, just really wanting an equal playing field for them, um, it, I was so happy, you know. And, and so I saw that happening at TwitchCon. It's getting more and more. The ratio yeah. is evening out more and more. And I think you'll see that individually in games as well. It's awesome. The ratio is evening out more and more, and I think a lot of the myths are getting dispelled because people people really are watching. Um, they're watching streamers. That, you know, obviously, you know, women for the most part are really as interested as as men are in in these games and having fun. I mean, who doesn't want to have fun? So there's no split really there. It's it's just having fun, and I think there are a couple of myths around like certain advantages we all have certain advantages and disadvantages and a lot of people are realizing that at the end of the day um depending on what type of streamer you are if you're really great at the game you're really great at the game if you're really entertaining you're really entertaining if you've got some cool stuff going on in your stream you got cool stuff and if you're just doing something simplistic like "Ooh, look at my blue eyes or you know <laughs> "Ooh, look at my great deep voice whatever that is it isn't going to push you to the top it just isn't so there's there's got to be substance behind things and sometimes people will get a little bit down they'll be like oh it's not fair because i'm not this or that but at the end of the day we see people of all varieties we see we see younger people older people men women you know gorgeous people people like on the other end like me but <laughs> you know we see all of these different faces all of these different styles and that's kind of what it's about so it's it's definitely um it's definitely a field i come from finance where it was you know for the, over the last you know, two plus decades, which was largely male dominated. Um, and there were, you know, there were times where there were some obvious things going on that were biased against me and sometimes for me. But for the most part, gaming itself, as much as there's a lot of noise out there still, gaming is really, I think, get over the boobs, boys. Almost, like, totally, geez. yeah, like people are always like, ah, oh, boobs, like, you know, like people that only that only takes you so far. Right. Yeah. You have to have, look at all of the really great streamers. Like I was watching, um, what is it? Is it Kitty Plays or um, she's and she's she's this beautiful, beautiful woman. She is a great player. She's just so talented and she's just given love to her people. She runs her community so beautifully. She's got Ammunition. all sorts of, she's great. She's absolutely fantastic. So, you know, but yeah, yeah. it's. Absolutely but I mean, agree with you. you have yeah. to deal with stuff that Darren and I would never have to deal with too as well. And then that's something, you know, obviously we could go down a rabbit's hole in that. And I think that sort of alludes to what you were talking yeah. about. It's like you have to, you've had to create strategies that I've, I'll never have to deal with, which is yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. And it's but unfortunate. But you're also leading the way and creating, a, you know, an atmosphere. I feel like a lot of um, streamers don't realize that they set the tone. The tone of their yeah. stream, and so yes. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously you can always have people come in and, and stir things up that you don't know or whatever. But, you know, I, I we've seen, we've been doing this for almost 10 years. We've seen so many different streamers and streamers that just complain all the time. Oh, I don't get the numbers and I don't, but they're doing that during the stream as well. And, you know, and, and they create a tone and they create a feeling. Well, yeah. You, people you, have to be realistic about streaming. This is not like if you if you thought about it this way like if somebody said to you okay we're in we're in career planning in school um what do you think about this job where 99 percent of the people don't make enough to pay their mortgage only one percent do and the rest of them will toil and toil and toil and some people work seven hours a day 12 or seven days a week 12 hours a day and not get paid for it like who would choose that this is a really i mean it's like they used to say about acting right you know they're all out you know doing waitressing and doing their jobs and, and making money. So this is this is really something, it's a passion. I'm also huge on the fact that streaming is is a great way to educate people, especially young people, about being an entrepreneur. This is running a business in its most simple state. Or it can or you can go you can go from very, very simple. You can just be like, oh I've got a computer and I'm just gonna start my stream up. Boom, there you go. Um, but then you suddenly realize there's marketing involved, there's um, you know, there's the technical aspects of it. Schedules, there's the entertainment. Consistency. There's schedules. There's consistency. But at the end of the day, there's also somebody was saying, "Oh, you know, you got to get luck. You know, it's it's about luck or whatever." I don't, it's I about don't believe a in lot luck. of things. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe, believe in, luck. in luck either. I do believe that there's certain things, a certain timing that happens. But sure. the fact of the matter is, you know, if you prepare and you're ready, then that's the start. Yeah. But you got to push. I've run a business mm. and. You don't just sit there and wait for people to come in because you're awesome. That doesn't work for most yeah. businesses. Your mom may think so, but the just average people on the street don't know. Yeah. No. And and the thing is, like you made a comparison to the to acting in the entertainment industry, and there's you know a, there's a lot of similar quotes within the industry. If you talk to people, that you know they'll basically say, if you can imagine a life not doing it, then don't do it. But if you can't imagine a life yeah. not doing it, maybe it's the right thing for you. And even then, I do. I do believe in luck it, because I've been, I was in the music industry. I've been involved in entertainment since I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And I've seen insanely talented people with tons of drive never reach commercial success. Maybe they've yeah. been able to do what they love their whole life, but, you know, it, it's been a struggle. And I've seen people that, eh, uh, as far as talent, you know, be in the right place at the right time and luck can play a part. But that's not something you can count on in no. any way whatsoever. No. What's important is you've got to be motivated. If you want to do something like this, you've got to say, okay, I'm going to live and breathe this. I'm going to give it everything that I have mm -hmm. because there's a million other people out there that want to do it too. And, well, you know, it's, it's, it goes back to that's the exception. Yes, there's the exception out there, but it's not, you know. Well, the exception is the people that are able to pay their mortgage, like she was saying. Well, know, no, I know. Yeah. That, that's, I guess, what I'm saying is like the general thing is uh, streamers becoming successful is because of hard work. Yep. They're yeah. entertaining. Drive, they connect uh, with their viewer pace. They're really good at the game. Some people yeah. have a combination of those, like you mentioned earlier. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't... Yes, there is maybe here or there but and as far as streaming i think it, it just comes down to um hard work and looking at me and you share a lot of the the same things when it comes to looking at streaming like a business especially if yeah. you're if you're right uh what is how do you market yourself and how do you grow your brand um and branding that's something me and you've talked about um it's huge yeah right it is. like um you know even on my personal channel as well you know i've talked to you 
um, uh, a bit about it and, you know, the just the terminology you use, um, the visual sometimes, you know, when someone comes to your channel, um, the aesthetics, what are your overlays sometimes look yeah. like? What do what people your... hear? What do people see? Yeah. see? What do they feel when they come to your channel? All of those things are incredibly you important. Really, you really have to put yourself in the point of view of a viewer. You know, like you're expecting yeah. people to come and hang out with you for two, three hours, maybe drop some bits or some support or whatever. What are you doing that deserves that? Well, that's why I think it's so important and I'm guilty of this. I watch so much Twitch. Like, I don't think people realize that. Like as a Twitch streamer, I'm also a Twitch viewer. Like I, yes. when, I when I get done streaming, I'm usually going downstairs, turning on the TV and watching Twitch. And so like what I do is, I, I guess I answer own questions, but like, why do I watch certain streamers? Like, why do I tune in and watch Shroud? Yes. Why? Because he's ridiculously stupid good at games, right? Well, right yeah. now he's playing WoW, but you know, I'm, I have no interest in that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Takes and a little that, skill, man. And that's where you realize different streamers are pulling you in with different things. You've got the streamers who have amazing skill, right? Like you've got Baradul and MechWarrior who's like... Mm just beautiful skill you've got people who are community they're like your best buddy people like moadib cyclone jack star wolf all of these people that you're just like i just want to go hang out with my buddy this is gonna be easy this is gonna be awesome so um and then you've got the people who've got some really cool stuff going on like how i nerd where you're just like what the hell is he gonna come up with that here's a guy he's sitting in his mech playing mech warrior so it's cool huh all of there are a lot of different <laughs> star wolf there are a lot of these different um these different streamers uh haven who you come in you listen you hear his voice you go holy crap and then all of a sudden he's got like monica and anime and and yeah. and all sorts of things going on so there's there are just so many things that are involved right yeah. it's it's not Absolutely. it's not just it's not just simple it's like dating right like everybody's looking for something a little bit different everybody has a different appeal and at the end of the day you got to go out look for it you got to you know do something decent with yourself make yourself you know market yourself because nobody's just going to come up and throw themselves on your car and be like you gotta shower every once in a while right yeah you gotta shower every once in a while same thing <laughs> with stream right oh i just got my stream up and running why isn't anybody coming here nobody yeah. knows where you are dude yeah yeah, yeah. I, I you know it's funny we've talked about this uh on stream quite a bit and I've, i think i've talked to you about it but like i know i've talked to a few people but you know exposure um you know I, mwo has always been a good game for smaller streamers i feel it's great right and yeah. there, by the way there's nothing wrong with saying small streamer i'm a we're a small stream here it's okay mm -hmm. jeez people um, but it's okay. Like, and to find a game that you enjoy, um, I was doing some research on my personal channel. Like what games out there could I play that I wasn't just some number where there's hundreds or thousands of people streaming and you have to be very aware of what games you stream. Yes. If you're wanting to grow and get exposure. Now there's other ways to get exposure as well. Um, on other platforms and you I'm going to touch on that before right. you go on to the next one yeah, and, go ahead. And, uh, with regard to, I mean again with the business sometimes you can use the numbers there's somebody that I know who does that just brilliantly he's a partner streamer his name is Skullstream and he actually like he he basically has um, run different like uh, numbers 
you know, on like these, these are the our partner streamers. This is where they're at. Here are the games that'll put you on the front page. If you're a streamer who has an average concurrent of 10 or 20 or 50 or whatever, like he's like, go to skullstream.com if you're a streamer and check it out. Cause he's got some awesome tips that just, he's looked at the numbers. So it's very straightforward and it's really, really helpful. Yeah. And I think so, there, there's a few websites that you can uh, go to if you type in like Twitch analytics and stuff like that. What you can do is you can pull up your channel and then you can pull up channels that are very similar. And then it'll also, it'll break down what games based on your concurrent viewers um, that maybe you can tap into. And you know, it's, it's funny, yeah. we're talking about Twitch, but also with Mixer and stuff coming out, they've got a different program. And I've talked to Logan about it. Um, you know, where they don't look at concurrent viewers as a metric to whether someone should become a partner or not. And that's something that I I think is better. And I think, I don't know if Twitch will ever change, but I know there has to be a metric for Twitch to, you know, create a, a you know, like a chart of like, hey, once you hit this or once you reach this. But the problem is uh, for a lot of people that don't know, if you become an affiliate is super easy. It's yeah, it's, it's and straightforward it's, and it's automated later, right? You just boom, boom, boom. And but then to apply for partnership, not become a partner. And that's a that's a key difference is yes. like you, ha you have to meet these requirements, but that's just to ap apply. But they never quite say, oh, OK, boom, this is just the ceiling that you need to hit. And I feel like that's very disingenuous. And it took, you know, again, we use Loken, um, you know, it took them. And here's someone that has. I think uh, an amazing production and yes. stream that puts personality. in personality, everything, just it's the entire professional package and it takes him that long. Now you could say, well, kudos, he finally got it, which he did. But I just feel like how many people would have been discouraged and said, screw this, you know, Twitch isn't looking out for me. And uh, no, they're not. Anybody out. who has that illusion, please go like, dispel it now there's no illusion that twitch is looking out for you twitch is a business they're looking out for themselves but they take care of the people that are going to make the money and yep. they uh, you know especially the ones that make them more which you know for twitch it's not really it's not like the big big ones you know like the top five it's the top five thousand but in order to get those top five thousand performing you have to have a staff and you know how do you choose those people um you don't want to choose somebody who's only going to be there for a short time. Your staff invest time in them, help them do things. So I understand from Twitch, but one of the things I agree with you a hundred percent is the that it's somewhat disingenuous to be saying partner level is seventy five concurrent viewers, x number of hours, x number, and it's really the concurrence that everybody talks about, the number of viewers who yeah. watch you on average over a rolling period of time, say thirty days, and that a lot of people had in their heads as as I achieve that, I will become partner. It's not that grants you that's like your cover letter mm -hmm. right and the purpose of the cover letter is to get somebody to read your resume so when you get those 75 when you get those numbers with twitch you don't get the job you basically get the interview yep. that's it yep. and you may not get the job because they after the interview and part of the problem with twitch is that if you get you know if you have a certain number of people who are applying they may not even see your resume they may not see your yep. application because they're just too many of them and they age, you know, they're not going to look at that information. Um, you know, they may just not have time to look at it. So there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of rumors about it. But at the end of the day, I think that you have to look at it like what's what's in it. 
you know, what's in it for you? And the thing is, if you think that you can be a streamer and partnered and sit at 75, 75, 75 for one year, two years, no, your numbers are going to fluctuate. So if you're at 75 concurrence, just like Loken got there, but now he's gone up, you know, it's the same thing with Haven, you know, he's up. So all of those, and sometimes those numbers can drop seasonally or with game, you know, game yeah. changes or, or stream changes. But the fact of the matter is that you have to be like, all right, I got my I got my interview. Now let me just keep stacking my resume, right? Let me get the 75 concurrence. Let me get the 100 concurrence. Let me get the 125. And pretty soon they'll do what happened with Loken. They can't ignore him anymore. He's just too good. He's He's got too much potential for the platform to say something like, eh, we're just not getting to you. Yeah. And I don't think, I think one of the things he said was he didn't even have an active application. He'd actually been turned down yep. and had not resubmitted an application. And Twitch finally got their act together and went, Jesus, guy's been, okay, like, I don't know what they did. But they were like, oh, crap, we got to let this guy yeah. in. I think they, yeah, they reached out to him about it. And, uh, you know, like, we're fortunate as far as, like, this channel, we started it years ago. And at the time, too, again, you know, we... I remember we had averages of like three, it was average like 300 people a day, let alone before we were on this channel, um, w before we started working for PGI directly, we were on IGP's channel. So we got their channel partnered that was, as uh, well. That was MWO's publisher back in the day. Right. And so, and then when they went under, we switched and we were like, hey, we already have a channel that's already got a good amount of following. And, you know, it sort of worked out. But, um, yeah. But it, I think there's a, there's more. The bar was the bar was easier back then yeah, because definitely was. Of course, yeah. but that's like that's the way it is for for yeah. most things, right? Like you open your little cupcake shop on Main Street, and you're the only cupcake shop. Everybody's coming in for your vanilla cupcakes. Yeah. Somebody opens up next door, and they're offering peach cupcakes, chocolate cupcakes, and I yeah. don't know, strawberry swirl. Well, you had a little competition there, yeah. and then you've got five cupcake places on the block and that's the nature of business if somebody has success and makes money at it more people will follow yeah. and again there's a super low barrier for entry to to stream so of course so and this is why we see some people going over to mixer now right yeah. because they're just looking at it and they're going you know what the barrier the, the the barrier for entry is low on twitch but to get to the level to this particular level it's you know, it's just too high now. So they're thinking, I'll go over to Mixer. Maybe there, there's a better percentage of eyeballs that will get yeah. to me. And that's, you know, that's the hope. Well, it's, it's sort of funny. I mean, exposure, depending on the games you play, you could get more exposure potentially over there. But maybe not the viewership potentially, I guess, you know, if we're looking at it. It could go either way, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could get more exposure because there's less competition yeah. or there's just less traffic over there. So they might not be walking by your cupcake store, yeah. right? It just I, depends. I think if you're, a, if, I think if you're a, a newer streamer, I think it makes sense to try both potentially or at least like, hey, I'm going to give Mixer six months and see where it's at. And if not, then I'll switch, right? And then there's so many variables. Twitch has way more of an audience, but way oversaturated. Sure, but Mixer has less of an audience, less saturated. I guess, but then yeah, and I think that's the games secondary. matter. Like yeah. we can, yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, like whether it's Twitch or Mixer, we a lot of the stuff that we're hearing from the the top partnered streamers is that in order to promote, in order to brand, in order to get word out there and get people into your stream, you have to cross promote a, a 
on different platforms. Yeah. And we're not talking Twitch versus Mixer. YouTube, we're talking Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. TikTok, all, you know, yeah. you have to be getting stuff out. So you've got that person who comes in. And again, you got X number of people. It's like Taylor, you know, Taylor is here, talks about you got the top of funnel. It's just getting people in, you know, getting their eyeballs. Certain numbers are going to drop off, but some people are going to move down and go, this is okay. I think I'm going to yeah. follow. And then you finally get like that sort of closer community of these are your true fans. Yeah, like your these core are the audience. people, your core audience, people who really love you and have a good time and you're giving them something of value. Well, and, so. and I feel like that's something to branch off to talk about is, you know, building a community to where regardless of what game you play, they tune in. Like that is what I consider your core viewership, right? And then it's building that. It's like if you if you start up your stream and you have 100 people watch and regardless of the game you play, 100 people watch and you continue to stream and that goes up to 110, 120. Now you may gain more viewers on certain games and you may gain more <laughs> followers, but you, you notice that at any given time when you boot up your stream, regardless, that's really what you're trying to do is you're trying to basically say is like, when I when I come online, I always see troublesome or I always see sleepy boy in chat or, or Laurent. Those are the type of, that that's yeah. what you're trying to cultivate. Now from, let me ask you from like a, a I guess a business and like marketing expense, marketing okay. uh, perspective, uh, how do you view Twitch? Like, what are what are things that uh, do you implement certain things uh, as far as marketing and sort of PR and the business side? Do you mind sharing that? How yeah. do you look at it? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is because this is an entirely different um, business model, and it, well, I mean, it's not an entirely different. You know, business is business, so there's there's, there's sort of the core of business and figuring out. Um, you know, what your product is going to be and how you're going to market it and how you're going to brand yourself. So that's the start. But, you know, have, again, having been in business in something like there's so many great models to follow if you're in a financial planning business or if you've got a cupcake store. But Twitch is still Wild West to some extent. And it's why it's difficult to find information. Um, for me, you know, there, there are a few things that I do. To be quite honest, I look at everything as a, I look at almost everything as a long tail or a longer term investment and things that I cultivate. I cultivate the relationships with people who watch me. I want to know what's going on and what, what they like because that's fun for me. I love I love people. I'm, I'm really introverted, to be honest, and I really like my alone time, but I also just love people. I'm so fascinated when people tell me about their lives. I feel like it's just... Um, I feel like it's just, they've given me something so, so neat and real and cool. I love that. But, um, I've cultivated a relationship. Part of the reason going into MechWarrior is MechWarrior is a game has good numbers. It's got a loyal following. People don't just go looking for streamers. They look for people playing MechWarrior. So you've got a certain loyalty there. I feel like I've cultivated a relationship with the different streamers, um, in order to, um, in order to, and all of this stuff, sometimes when you're talking about business, it can sound a little sort of like, oh, you're trying to get something from people. That That is a little bit what it's about because you are trying to grow it. So you're trying to get stuff. So I've cultivated relationships with PGI by streaming this game and by making sure that my comments about PGI aren't biased, but they're fair, right? They're honest, they're fair, and I don't dig up unnecessary salt because I just don't, that's not my style. I've cultivated relationship with streamers because they help me out 
and I help them out. The, there's the return, but I'm talking about the ask at this point. I've cultivated uh, relationships with streamers so they can teach me things and um, we share stuff, like we share visuals. I share my my voice stuff with other people. Tacos. So there's the sharing aspect. Yeah, the tacos. Yeah. Um, and also just and the, just the companionship of, oh, I'm going through this as well. Um, I'm cultivating relationships with other streamers outside the MechWarrior community so that as the game goes through its ebbs and flows and the community, um, I have other options for my business. I can expand. I, um, you know, there's, so there's a whole, there's a whole, there are constantly things like different irons in the fire, if you will, that I'm always trying to, you know, to stoke the fire, but I'm not counting on just one, you right? Know, there's always got to be something else. I mean, out of that though, I could probably take, like if I was to pick something from all of that, what you just said, it really is getting to know your viewers and building a relationship really. And then yeah. it's relationships. It's relationships yeah. with your viewers, relationships with other streamers, relationships with potentially yes. game developers. And yes, of course, business side, it's good to meet you, right? And 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 us to to know each other. And you could say use, but really, it's 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 the idea that I'm going to use you for companionship and to be yeah. able to. And I think that's important. Is like we we all do it, but it's to have that life is give and take. It, man, it right? has all to around. be mutually beneficial. Yeah. And this is the thing. Like a lot of people, like uh, it has to be mutually beneficial because. And this is where the passion comes in. If the passion is just to grow and make money, I just don't, I think it's going to be a really hard slog for people. But if the passion is for enjoying the company of people and feeling good about, um, you know, about the things that you do together, it's like any relationship. It is totally give and take. It's totally, you know, and, and to be honest, I, I feel like I'm in a position in my life where I have a lot to give and I don't need a lot. Yeah. So I don't need to take. And it's part of the reason why I'm actually, I'm probably an overhelper at times. People are just like, back off, Blue. I don't need any more voice stuff. Like, it's okay. And I'm just like, no, I've got 18 more for you. So there's an, there's an overhelping aspect. But I think that part of my job, because I've got a really good life, part of what I'm passionate about, what I love is helping people who aren't quite there yet, people who are still struggling. So as much as I'm looking for, hey, how did you do that? Like, I just, I always want to know, like in the back of my mind, it's always like, what is this person getting from me? How can I, do they need something that I can offer? And then there's also that voice that says, when they say no, you can stop already. Yeah. So yeah. It's funny you so say you're, you're, you consider yourself or you are an introvert because Very I feel like, so. That's something oh, yeah. we, Darren and I talked to Loken about as well and Baradul. Um, Everybody's and, an introvert. Uh, maybe even Haven to some extent, but... Uh, but You get him in public and he can be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but... Is, I think it's uh, a pretty common trait among streamers. Is Has that has streaming helped you in that regard? Um. Or, or changed your, your stance on how you look at it maybe? Well, I have, so I have generalized anxiety disorder with a little side of social anxiety disorder. So I have, um, so my, the, the, the thought process that I go through, the things that I like and enjoy can be enjoyed on one level, but there's another level of me that just simply gets overwhelmed. And so, um, yes. So what I would say is that coping with, with, 
the introversion or to the level where it's, you know, for me, it's an actual disorder. It's not just kind of like, oh, I'm a little shy. Um, you know, I'll get the shakes, I'll get panic attacks and stuff like that. But learning how to cope with that, having those tools there means that whenever, and it's something I had to learn to do, obviously, as a financial planner, because you're sitting down in front of people, you're doing com uh, like seminars and all workshops and all of these things. So you have to learn how to cope. And so, yes, it teaches me more tools about how to cope. It also reinforces that I have to have my, I have to have limits that I, that I enforce. And there have to be times where like I'm a lot of people, I, I often give the talk of, I am very comfortable saying no, please ask me for whatever you want, because I will in fact say no, even in some difficult situations, I will say, I would love to help you, but I cannot at this point, I do take care of myself. So you as a friend never have to feel guilty asking, thinking that I'm just going to like say yes, because I feel I have to. I don't. Yeah. So, so it gives me tools. But at the end of the day, I got to tell you, like last year after Metcon for about a week, I was just at home, like really coping with the overwhelm. And yet there was a part of me, like there were still some people in town after Metcon last year. And I was just, I wanted so much to go out to lunch with them or, you know, go show them the city, but I just didn't have it in me. So yeah. I, I'm okay with that. But, yeah. and I, I, but I love people, right? That's kind of the thing is that when you love people, but after you're around a certain, around them at a certain level of intensity, your body physically reacts to it. It's a little challenging. It's a little challenging. I think, uh, interestingly, Phil and I are both extroverts. Um, you know, but I would say a good 90% of the people we talk to in this business are introverts. Well, according to my mother-in-law and my wife, I'm actually an introvert. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't agree with They that. read a when book I, and something, I don't know. Right? I, have I, don't a, know. I have a differentiator, and that yeah. is, do you go into social situations and afterwards come out feeling, oh my God, that was great and energized and all of that sort of stuff um, where you're just like, I could go on and do more or drink. over the next few hours and days. Or do you come out of them feeling like, wow, I really loved that. That was really cool. I really need to go and rest. And so that's kind of my differentiator yeah. is I don't the have level to rest. of, yeah, nope. if you're yeah. just like on with the next one. Yep. So we're, we're, we can be rest. social better butterflies, Phil and yeah. I. Yeah. And I think both can work for this. You know, there's an, the, the, the fact that you're separated from everybody, you know, as far as streaming, um, it works. Yeah. And I think it, and it, and it can help improve certain elements of your personality or, or your life or get you a little bit bolder or stronger, but you, you do, mm -hmm. you have to deal with reality, which I think sounds like you're healthy. You're doing that. You're, yeah. you're learning to say no when you need to wouldn't say no. And, yeah. Wouldn't do it if yep. it weren't healthy. That's well, yeah. definitely a big one for me. Another thing too, is like, you know, you're on at least, well, if you have a webcam, you know, you're on webcam, but the difference being is like right now, I know I can see the two of you, but you're not sitting in front of me. And it's the same thing with like yeah. being a streamer is like, you know, the webcam's on you. I can see my preview. I know I'm there. Right. So like, but you don't have these eyeballs staring back at you, you know, depending on how many people are watching. And I feel like that yeah. does help. Maybe. It does. Um, it, it helps. Um, actually, it's interesting because in my relationship with Mr. Blue, one of the things we talked about at the beginning of the relationship was communication. And there's a level of communication that you get by calling somebody on the phone. There's a level of communication you get by texting or typing or emailing somebody. And one of the rules that, rules that we had was if we texted and something was unclear and we were like, oh, 
well, is there something wrong? Then we would immediately move to phone because it's a closer level of contact and there's intonation of voice. And if we were still having difficulty, like, I don't know, like I'm getting the, you know, I'm getting the feeling like you're unhappy with me. We would move straight to a face-to-face. So there's a, there are different levels of, um, you escalate it. You escalate it and there are different amounts of clues that you get. Sure. Like people only see a certain amount of my body movement on camera. They see my facial expressions, but they can't see a lot of the subtleties. So so I, first of all, don't have to worry about that. I didn't actually have a camera for the first several months that I streamed because I wasn't comfortable. I just wasn't yeah. ready for it. Darren and, didn't have one either. He actually, yeah. no, hold on, let me redact that. He shame. actually had a webcam, Jeez, but didn't, didn't use it, it forever. Yeah. And now you're all regretting and, it. I told and, you. Oh my gosh, the amount of fight he put up to do a video cast like this. Yeah. Years, people. I have a face for radio. Years. That's what I've always he said. He fought anyway. it for this is a, years. I don't care. This is a, such a different world, right? Yeah. Because we are so, like, when I, look, I'm 49, so I've got a few decades on you. And the thing is that when we grew up, or when I grew up, and years, even now. Girl, not decades on me. Years. Yes. And when, during this time, what you saw on video and TV and all of this stuff what you saw the beautiful people let's be honest right you know everybody's good looking everybody's thin everybody's you know got gorgeous clothing that's what you saw so the space for some an average person like myself like i didn't fit in there now we have youtube twitter like if anything this has created a world where i mean my child is my child is growing up in a world where it's the people who are showing themselves aren't a tiny percentage of the population there's a you know, she sees people like her. She sees younger people and older people, and <laughs> and and men and women and and all different types of people yeah. with different backgrounds. So it's a different world showing yourself on camera than it may have been. Like if I showed myself on camera twenty years ago, uh, you would get what a lot of people got back then. Why is she's old? Why is she on camera? She's not. She's not that. You know. You know, pretty or whatever your idea of beautiful is. Like you know, like ultra like yeah. ultra beautiful she's not ultra beautiful or she's maybe she's like passable or ugly from that angle so there would be a lot of criticism <laughs> there would be like a lot of criticism of just the way you look yeah. so i think that created especially in my generation this insecurity about showing yourself on camera the one benefit that i felt i had one of the reasons i started streaming comfortably was because people told me i had a, a pleasant voice to listen to and i thought wow like that's that's something that's something you know maybe people will just listen to my voice and feel like they're hanging yeah. out with one of their friends listening to them tell I remember, stories i remember coming to your your and watching your channel and i i'd ping you and i'd say when are you gonna do the when are you gonna do camera and you were like mm, you know maybe you know and then yeah, yeah it happened i'm, I'm glad, yeah i think there's a level of connectivity you you have and yes i know there's exceptions to the rule out there before someone jumps on and be like oh so and so yeah, but I think from a streamer perspective, especially if you're newer or smaller or want the level of connectivity you have, because people can see your emotions. They can see your facial cues, yeah. you know, when, you know, you react to something or you're playing something and you react and whatever the reason. Yeah. I feel like that's really important because you're 100% right. The texting, 
you don't get those cues. And so then well, your mind jumps to potentially sometimes the worst things or whatever, like, oh, you know. And that's like, why people get in stupid fights. And when and by they've been fighting for 10 minutes and then they realize at the end of that 10 minutes that they agreed on the initial yeah, point. And, right? you know, yeah. there's so many misunderstandings. Oh, yeah. And so every level, when you added a webcam, you can yeah. see if I say something snarky, but I've got a little smile on, you know, I'm joking or whatever, you know, so I, I agree. It's, yeah. it, it does yeah. add a level. Yeah. And then but at the anyway. end of it, yeah, yeah. Um, I got, I have a question uh, and this has to do with, so we know how you got into MWO. We know you love MWO. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Mech 5. I know you yeah. mentioned it before. Um, <laughs> you got to play Mech 5 at MechCon. I did, yes. Um, and I sucked. No, I yeah. was no, I sucked. I did just... you do the Did you do the 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 pod or did you do the, Yeah, that thing was hard. Like okay, yeah, okay. So here's what happened to me when I went into the pod. They're like, here you go. Here's a stick. Here you know, like okay, just you know, don't need a keyboard. And I'm go. like, awesome, go. <laughs> they close this thing. I'm trapped. I'm like, like okay, great, no problem. I'm I'm not. A uh, good thing I'm not, you know, I have no problem with small spaces. At any rate, I'm going and I'm moving my mech forward. I'm moving my mech forward and I'm trying to turn and they hadn't told me about the buttons on the side of the joystick so I'm trying to turn I'm like this thing has no turning <laughs> so I like whack the the joystick out of the way and I'm like screw this I go back to the mouse and the keyboard and I'm like yeah I know how to use this I still sucked but at least I could actually play the game right. so I I didn't I, so I was in there for and it was a good amount of time too which was nice I think the the thing about it was that there's just such a, when I first started playing uh, MechWarrior online, I was like big stompy robots. But there's a, a for me, it's just a, a mag, there's a magnitude higher. It's just MechWarrior 5. Those 15 minutes were really, really beautiful. I felt it feels more real. It feels more epic. It, look, it's newer. It's newer technology. And it's just a little bit more brilliant. Destructible environments. Than, yeah, it's a little bit more brilliance. There's some stuff going on. And I'm like a really, nat like naturally, I'm a crappy player of video games. Like I played this game called Drone Strike Force. Like I swear I am like the top most killed player. <laughs> I am total, like I'm the sacrificial lamb. So I don't know if I'm going to be any good at MechWarrior 5, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to love it and play it to death until I get adequate yeah. at it. You know, and your, and your viewers will be able to join you. That's it, yeah, really it won't cool. matter because it's it's you know you it's can have a good and PVE and you know it it won't matter to me. But this is interesting. And I was talking to somebody on my stream about this today, and he was just saying like, um, you know, I just get I think it was Mad Cat, and he was talking about how when he's playing the game at certain times and streaming he feels like he wants it to be at a certain level he wants a certain sure. damage score he wants a certain performance but then he also kind of like sometimes like goes off on his own and just wants to kind of relax and build something stupid right yeah. whereas if he's serious he's like why you bring that stupid build man like you know like you've yeah. got you know two srms yeah uh, you know twos and a and a small pulse on your atlas like what are you thinking man yeah. so but i can like, i can see that yeah like especially so it, with mwo like yeah. There are like, I want to hop into a stock Timberwolf just for whatever. And then I get crushed by other like good players. And it's like, okay, well, I can't have yeah. fun right now. Like, all right, let me switch. Whereas you won't have that. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. With I, Mech I Warrior 5, it's going to be a whole different ball game. But don't yeah. feel bad as far as the pods go. Uh, Phil and I got early access. Yeah. And they, they shut the door on me. And. It's all silent, you know, to the people outside. Oh, no, what two, was it? Two minutes later, what was it? you didn't know how to I start your mech up. I'm like, how do you oh start the God. damn mech? 
Oh my so god. So it took me two minutes. I'm sitting there pounding every button trying oh. to figure out how to power up. And you're like pounding on the door. I'm like, let oh, me I'm out, like you know, let you could just, just, just press P on the keyboard. Just I'm like, P. What? And I he was like, was a button. Well, it was. You could do that yeah, too. And I was like, I why didn't you just press P, like, you know, in MWO? And he was like, really? That's it? But no, that's going to be fun. That Hotas setup was actually, I found really difficult i could see and we've talked about on stream about setting something up like that here but i just don't know yet um i think my guess is if you're wanting like the sim perspective that that's the route you're going to go and i also think that you could get really good out of it once you could adjust we couldn't adjust any of the sensitivities and the yeah the minutiae yeah and we couldn't do that there and I hopped on the mouse and keyboard one out in the, the lobby and it was night and day difference. Like it was like playing MWO and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, so. Sleepy boy, it does not come with a Tide Pod. <laughs> we shall dispel them. Do not eat Tide Pod. It's not kids. that kind of pod. Yeah. Don't eat Tide Pods. Kind of pod. Don't eat Mech Pods. Yeah. Uh, For those of you who don't know what the pod is, it is a small, it's a miniature room. It is a little pod. Like think of it as like a sleeping pod or whatever, but you've got, the screen in there and you've got your controls in there so you're in you're in an enclosed space similar to a bit more of a cockpit feel yep. so just in case people are like what's this pod thing like yeah. that's what the pod is yeah it's a, it, little, it's a little cockpit they were bigger than that i thought i thought they were gonna be like half the size of that and we get there and i was like jesus look at these things they're yeah freaking. and they were like metal too it wasn't just like mm, you know some plywood no it, your little I cardboard, linked, I linked, you're sitting uh, in a cardboard box like a cat going yeah, I, was... I linked a bad picture of the pods in chat. That that's uh, the one of the pods in the PGI office when they were still getting worked on. But anyway, that's yeah. one you can see it in chat. They well, are awesome. That was like we a all want inch. one for. Yeah, I think that was a, yeah, We all want one big. for our house, man. Like, no kidding. But uh, you're gonna have to wrestle Paul is, for it. I think. Is there anything uh, with Mech Five that like you're just giddy about? Is there anything in particular that you're just like ooh <laughs> or is it just? I think it's really tough to say what I'm giddy about because I just haven't seen enough of it. And yeah. I'm already freaking giddy about MechWarrior itself. Um, I love Stompy Robots. Like when I was a little girl, I remember going over to my one of, one of my friend's houses and she's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, let's play Barbies. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, why do you want to play with a doll? And I never really got into that. And I think all I needed was like a little like transformer or little bots or something like that. Because when I, because with Mech Warrior, I just love the whole, I love back, Battletech. I just, I love the look of the mechs. I love the feel of them. I think the thing that I'm really curious about and hoping for is that I'm still going to get that, that feel that you get when you, when I jump into a mech. And I, I get very immersed in MechWarrior online. And I'm hoping that, that MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries gives me that same level of immersion where I feel like I'm kind of bouncing around in this mech yeah. a little bit and like, you know, feeling the boom of it and, you know, hearing the noise. So I, you know, I'm sure that it's going to be there, but there's a part of me that's just like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to like project myself in there yet because I just don't know. And yeah. so I'm just kind of, kind of holding back or else, you know, like, yeah, I just, I just have to speculation. I, kind of a wait and see. Yeah. yeah I'm anticipation, not, I'm not speculation. Yeah. Anticipating like happily anticipating, but not speculating. That's, yeah. that's kind of how I roll. Well, I think, you know, the visual and audio are so important. And I think in those pods and stuff, and, that, and that's one thing is, you definitely, when you're rolling around in the mechs, they felt weightier, the sounds. And of course, um, we've got 
another AMA coming up, which is going to be interesting. It has it doesn't have to do with that per se, but we get to find out a little bit more about the Mech Lab, which they've alluded yeah, to here and there. That, September fourth, yeah. the AMA. That AMA, it's a MechWarrior Five AMA regarding the Mech Lab. It's uh, Wednesday, September fourth at ten a.m. Pacific, five p.m. UTC, and uh, oh no. Yeah, 10 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. UTC, and then again at 6 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. UTC. And that is, of course, you know, the uh, MechWarrior 5 community Discord it, channel. You know, like I, I was talking to you about the mod scene and stuff, but I've, I've had a small group of guys who've just been waiting because um, I'm going to get involved in the mod scene. For those that don't know, we've talked about this before, sort of Mech yeah. Commander and stuff like that. But, like, we're just waiting, and I think what we're going to do is sit down in October and soon as we get, like, as soon as we have beta access, like, we're going to already be able to start messing about to sort of see what's possible. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, the visual and audio. And I think then the other thing would be feel. And that's where like yeah, the rumble seats or something like that, where you get some feedback or whatever. But the visual and audio obviously are the most apparent because they're the easiest to achieve. Right. But um, yeah. Um, Battletech, the game, yeah. the tabletop. Mm -hmm. Uh do you play the tabletop or did you did you back every anything? day man she plays it i yeah every day every day um no i've never played it i played alpha strike um at uh, metcon but i actually didn't i actually haven't i'm tabletop for some reason it's just not immersive enough for me that being said i was actually talking to somebody when i'm going when i go down to pax uh west uh tomorrow i'm actually we we may just play a little little nice. tabletop you know yeah. what uh violent and i feel like this would make the experience better for you what tabletop has always been for me and this has been whether it's BattleTech or D D or anything that i've played over the years you know since i was 12 years old i started playing tabletop yeah. it's not about sitting down in the middle of the afternoon and playing for a few hours yes you can absolutely do that and have a great time but for me what it was all about was starting at like seven o'clock at night and you'd go all night with your buddies you'd be drinking yeah. you'd be yeah. you know having a good time and then all of a sudden the sun's rising and you're like oh my god the entire yeah. night just passed and it's all more about socializing with the people at the table with you know, and it can yeah. be immersive that way but uh, anyway what about uh harebrain schemes uh battletech did you get a chance to play that at all um i have that and what happened was i got that and i was going to stream it streaming takes up for for anyone who doesn't know, streaming can take up a lot of time. A lot. And I've been doing not only, so I, I do streaming, I'm also getting into voice acting, and I've got another project which um, hasn't been announced yet. But I'm th that takes up a lot of time. And so part of me is so focused on streaming that I was like, well, I should stream, I should stream Battletech. But I'm still working my way around a whole bunch of stuff in my stream, and I... I so I haven't uh, I haven't done it, and I feel kind of guilty about it too. I actually just uh, we had that that massive um, that massive uh, Kickstarter GoFundMe um, yep. that we um, I'm in on that too. Sweet, right? like geez, what a I mean, if you want to talk about how unbelievable the whole BattleTech community is, you know, That's look at right that 2.5 million. Yeah. Over 2.5 million raise. I, I love their goal. It's like, here, we would just like to have 30,000. Please, sir, can we have $30,000? How about 2.5 million? Yeah. Uh, and one of the top 100 Kickstarter uh, programs of all time. I mean, that that's huge. Yeah. And so I feel like we're a silent, uh, fanatical community, but we are there. You know, and compare, I look at it as basically like a mini version of Star Trek or Star Wars communities. Yeah. 
Um, I do too, actually. It's funny you use that. I, I feel the same way about that. Like, I'm like, there's, you know, like Trekkies and people who are into Star Wars, and then there's yeah. like the battle tech. I love that. I mean, we're that's here why I and love we're it. strong, man. And it's, we it's are. awesome. Uh, yeah. Clan Widowmaker, which is my unit, is over 200 people strong consistently, always. And I mean, we. We don't just pack the roster and leave people on there. If people aren't active, you know, we let them, yep. we remove them. And there, we've got people joining all the time because it's a great, great universe. It's a great game. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, again, it's just, it's about the awesome community, really. Okay, speaking of games, this is our, uh, usually, usually our closing question. And um, I've had fun asking everybody. So now, but you're a, you're a totally unique situation in that, <laughs> Again, I'm still tripping out on Candy Crush to MWO, and thank God, th thank God we got you and Dota didn't or something. But um, if you now, with your experience of streaming uh, these last few years, or how long have you been doing it? A year and a half. Year and a half. So I'll say yeah. two years. We'll round up. Um, if you could, if you had a team available to you and all the financing in the world to make it happen, if you could design a video game. What would Violent Blue Mech design as a video game? Doesn't have to have mechs in it whatsoever, um, but if you had that ability, what would you make something that uh, you know that you'd have a passion for? I'm currently reading this series right now. It is space opera with a side of. I just got into it. Um, Great Wolf actually suggested it to me, and uh, I'm just looking it up here. And so basically, you've got people and they're they're in spaceships and. There's also an aspect of magic in it because, and, and the, the person who's the magic user has to be really careful because they'll like, you know, like mess up all of the, all of the electronics and all of the tech. It's called Galaxy Outlaws. And I, I think that if I were making a new game, it'd be Galaxy Outlaws because you have this, you'd have this combination, it's big face opera. Uh, you have this <laughs> Oprah. Space you, Oprah. Because you have this combination, like I would, you know, I would want to have that combination of a little bit of RPG and um, DD magic. Because I'm like, I'm always in DD and any of the, any of that. I'm always the magic user. I love magic. I love hurling my, my magic missiles. Um, so I would have that, but I would also have this aspect of, um, it have an aspect of space. So actually, you know, with Mech Warrior, like I might even bring it back down to you know like you could do you could either do like the space opera with magic or like like that book or else you could do something with mech warrior and magic i know it's a little it's a little odd but i don't know i want to like kick mech ass and then go out and you know when somebody takes my mech down i want to like drop out of there and like hurl like magic missiles at them out of my fingertips that's my game am All i right. good at make it happen man. standing make still phil <laughs> my camera's frozen <laughs> No, don't worry. We can. I'm not it. holding that pose. It's all right. And there would be cupcakes Look, I could, and poutine. Yes, and and tacos and yeah. And tacos. There'd be food. Yeah. Look, I can talk with my mouth closed. Um, that's awesome. First of all, I'm gonna have to get that the name of that series because uh, that sounds uh, very interesting, and I'm always looking for a new series. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, is there anything? <laughs> what. It's just it's a great photo mech of warrior you. and magic yeah. mech warrior and magic mech yeah. warrior and magic no i could totally see that you know i mean i i play fantasy games i play sci-fi uh the combo would be awesome so uh violent blue mech do you have anything as we are about to part ways that you'd like to uh to let our audience know about uh about you it can be about or just uh, any message you want to give us on the way out uh yeah i would say two things uh the first one is 
Um, thank you to everybody who's ever come into my stream, um, whether you've said something or not said something. Thank you so much for that. It means the world to me. Um, and the second thing would be, um, I want to say thank you to like you guys and to PGI, like Piranha Games. Um, you know, Aaron. thank you for providing this. Um, sometimes you take a lot of flack, but all of the people that I've met, because um, I'm in Vancouver here, and I, I'm not like I'm not close to anybody. Like I don't know anybody, but really personally, but all the people that I've met have been really great people. When I've been to the PGI studios, it's been, you know, there's an incredible amount of of talent there and an incredible amount of passion, and I just really appreciate it. Um, so I just wanted to say that. So thank you. Right back at you. You know, um, Phil and I obviously have a big uh, part of, of uh, dealing with streamers and, and the community and so forth. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, the moment you entered into our community, it has been wonderful. Uh, and uh, we hope Thanks. you don't ever leave. Um, you're a total asset to this community. We appreciate you having, being, having you here. I'm stuck like a lot of people are. Like we can just see, there are people who just, they, there's things that sometimes people, I think there are people in the community who, who complain and they're trying to be constructive because they're so passionate about it. And I'm kind of stuck in the community now. I just can't see, I just can't see ever leaving because whatever is out there, even, you know, I, I'm just going to want a little piece of it because I love it. Well, I've been in the community for 35 years today. Uh, this summer is the 35th year anniversary of Battletech, the franchise. Phil's been yeah. in for like 25. Uh, we hope that you do stick around and, and uh, we get to see you. You're stuck with us. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> We're not letting you go. It's yeah. a good thing. Sorry. I like it. Thank you. Not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you. Uh, Darren, it was good uh, talking to you. And of course, Violent. Uh, and of course, you can follow her at twitch.tv forward slash Violent Blue Mech. And of course, twitter.com forward slash Violent Blue Mech. We will have that in the description below. Thank you again for being on here. Thank you again for being part of the community. Thank you for just being awesome. And um, you're welcome. I think that's uh, just thank you for being a good person. That's that's yeah. Thank you. I do my best. Um, of course, this podcast is supported by you, the viewer. Please consider supporting us in a variety of ways. You can follow us here on the Twitch channel. You also become a sub. Just click on that sub button. Check us out on uh, Patreon, uh, our merchandise store. We have a link below. And, of course, if you want to get some swag that way. And, uh, of course, if you are going to shop on Amazon, we do have an affiliate link where if you guys buy stuff, we get kickbacks. And it doesn't have to be what's on uh, the link down below. It can be anything. Um, but, yeah, consider uh, doing that, and we'd appreciate it. Also, be sure to check out our website at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net or on Twitch at NGNGTV, YouTube at NoGutsNoGalaxyTV, Twitter at NoGutsNoGalaxy, Facebook at NoGutsNoGalaxy Podcast, SoundCloud at NoGutsNoGalaxy, and for all the latest and greatest in mech porn t-shirts and mugs, be sure to check us out at NoGutsNoGalaxyStore.com. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware Podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next Thanks. time, Mechwares. Bye. Bye. Be best if you avoid me But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with
thought it was normal Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever 